Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Nick Sterling. He is the CEO of Decryptify. It is a, a platform for dApps and uh, other digital assets that are uh, SEC compliant. And Nick, I'm very glad to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Tell us about Decryptify and uh, what is uh, uh, how it got started and, and kind of how you uh, decided to uh, target this this market that would be SEC compliant that would separate you from other digital asset platforms. Absolutely. So we were doing some R&D in the blockchain space and we started to get into the fintech side of things and looking at how would we do something that was compliant and had identity-based access um, and also would allow for digital signing and identity kind of things that come along with things like DocuSign and other, other things like that. And we thought that the blockchain space was was missing that when we we're looking at how do businesses do business with individuals or with each other in this new digital space because businesses really want to interact with people with identity and that was the primary driver behind it and when we started to do that we said okay well we're going to need to launch our own blockchain to do this we can't bolt this on top of a blockchain without identity and in that process, we started to get through, okay, well, then we're going to need a token or something on the platform that people can kind of mine in order to keep this thing running and get our network, you know, up and going. Um, and that was the piece where we sat down and said, okay, well, we don't want to get sued by the SEC. How do we go forward with this process to put this, you know, a compliant token out there? Right. And what would that look like or be? Would it be a security token? Those kind of things. Um, and we thought, well, why don't we make it part of our stock and actually reward the people with ownership in our company versus a token that really doesn't mean anything unless people decide it has value where this will have value as the company grows inherently because it's the stock of the company not a token that's not tied to anything right um, so that we started that process it took us uh, many years with the SEC uh, but in January we got qualified uh, launched the, the, the stock on our platform and we uh, became operational awesome and uh Tell us about the digital assets, that uh, the, the kinds of digital assets. Is there a kind of a specific kind that you go after, or is it just kind of a, a, a variety of all different kinds? Yeah, we just started our beta program, uh, and what we're looking at trying to do is help blockchain companies or traditional companies uh, launch either their stock on our platform or a digital asset that's going to be traded or used or functioning with their business, whatever it might be. Uh, and we're going to take them kind of from cradle to grave through the SEC process and then put them on the platform and we'll integrate that either with their existing business or with uh, different platforms that are out there to make sure that it's usable in the way that they're looking to, to get it used. Okay. So your, your audience is more... Uh kind of corporate focused uh, as opposed to retail? Absolutely. I think that us getting corporate uh, entities on our blockchain that are either doing B2B or business to consumer, that's going to drive the consumer and retail adoption of our blockchain. But it's going to be them getting on because they either want to buy stock in these companies that are up and comers in the blockchain space, or they want to be part of a rewards program or some other security program you know, that a company has that they want to track through tokens. Okay. Uh, and open it up to a more broader environment. Because you think of today, a lot of these companies have different platforms where 
you can earn points or whatever it might be, but it's locked in their ecosystem, mm -hmm. right? And I think using our platform, we can unlock those ecosystems where they can be cross uh, adjacent to each other, allowing for new people to try their services mm -hmm. and for you to trade things. Uh, so you're not stuck with the services and the points that you got. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to open up kind of new possibilities for us and for the space. So you bridge a lot of blockchains that are kind of out there already to provide those uh, wider, uh, that wider access to all yeah. kinds of digital assets. We're, we're not integrated with those blockchains today. Um, we're going to be integrated with some exchanges here coming soon. We'll probably have our own exchange uh, for SEC qualified assets as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think for corporate use, I think a lot of companies haven't really adopted anything yet. We have blockchains that are built for some of these use cases, but again, they're lacking the identity portion, which I think is huge. Because if I'm a company, I want to know who's consuming my services. I want to know who I'm uh, you know, rewarding with points. I want to know where those go. I want to track all that. I want to understand that. Yeah. And then I definitely don't want that used for any nefarious or bad things either. Right. Because that would hurt my corporate image. It would hurt my corporate... Um, you know, uh, really, it, it's just going to affect it in a very, very negative way, right? Yeah. If you're a company and you're tied to some, you know, terrorist funding of something because somebody bought your stuff unbeknownst to you, right? And then used it to sell and finance something. Yeah. And, and they don't want to be a part of that. And that's a big risk for them. So I think coming on our platform, we bet those people are not there. Yeah. Uh, and then you, I know everyone's identity, so you can ensure that it's you know good people using your product for the intended purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. KYC all the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Absolutely. And you, so uh, I want to ask about the SEC and kind of their um, their their role in this. Of course, they've they've been very strict at best uh, on, on crypto and blockchain and uh, all kinds of crypto assets, of course. And uh, what was your what was your kind of initial approach into getting compliant? Uh, as as you said earlier, you were you, you didn't want to get sued by them, obviously. Yeah. But uh, what, tell us about your approach. Uh, toward toward becoming compliant because there aren't many, if any. There's not a lot. Um, I don't think there's a single layer one blockchain that's compliant across the board. Right. Um, there are some stocks that are like whitelisted on uh, Ethereum or something like that, but that's not really, you know, a total digital platform where they can send that to anybody. You have to go through their company privately and then register with them and do all this yeah. um, stuff that doesn't transcend them. Right. And that's kind of the difference is once you register with us, it transcends us. You can share that identity with anyone that registers on the platform or anybody we integrate with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's very different. But I think the SEC process, you know, it, it took us a long time to go through it. And mostly what I would say is we learned their nomenclature and used their normal nomenclature mm -hmm. to communicate the things that we wanted to do. We did not try to use blockchain nomenclature or teach them blockchain. Yeah. Right. So we, we didn't, you know, use the term mining uh, in our filing for a very specific reason, because that's not a stock thing. Right. Right. So instead, we defined a work compensation plan by which we would pay people to do work for us in stock. Okay. And so that's what we do when people mine our, our stock. We are paying them in stock to provide a network service and maintain our digital network across the globe. So we explain things like that to the SEC, yeah. which they can understand and get their head around. Yeah. Um, I think that made it a lot easier, even though it was still a lengthy process, because we didn't know a lot of those things going in. And we bootstrapped this whole thing. We didn't go pay you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to a firm. Right. We, we wanted to learn this and understand and know their processes for ourselves, yeah. not outsource that to somebody else so that we don't learn anything 
Yeah. And then how would we take other people through this? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be, uh, it's, I think, I think that's a very clever way clearly to, to, uh, work with the SEC and, and to not get sued, which is just over and over and over. We've seen so many coins and projects that are just constantly being sued and, uh, definitely they need to be worked with. Um, yeah. What do you see going forward as far as your, roadmap uh, you have milestones or, or projects coming up you'd like to tell us about absolutely so we just launched this beta program to bring new companies in as i'd mentioned uh, mm -hmm. to do offerings whether stock or other security uh, type assets we just opened up uk the eu and the uh, united arab emirates to purchase our stock and register on the platform mm -hmm. and we're rolling uh, that out continually over the next couple of months to the rest of the globe because originally when we launched, it was just U.S. investors, U.S. registers. Yeah. Um, we're now kind of opening that broadly. So that's a big push for us. Um, then we're going to revamp our website. We're going to revamp. We currently use uh, MetaMask Wallet. So we're going to revamp that process to make it inherent and just easy to use with uh, with our web platform. Yeah. Um, trying to make it simpler so you're not having to download a wallet or use a wallet. Just use a web interface to do it all. Um, so we're kind of starting to do those things. And then it'll be the integration between us and the B2B community and other exchanges. Because ultimately, we want to integrate with some decentralized exchanges as well. Yeah. Potentially centralized. Um, but because we bring all the compliance things that a centralized exchange does inherent with us mm -hmm. decentralized exchanges would be really easy for us and make a lot of sense yeah uh absolutely that would be uh yeah once, once you could get in with the, the decentralized exchanges does that open up a whole new market for you i sense? think it yeah. does i mean they would have to register with us in order to transact with us yeah um but it's not something where you know somebody has to be a Coinbase user to use us. Right. And I think integration with them is the next step for a company like that, yeah. where we're sharing the user data with them and they're sharing their user data with us when needed um, to inherit you know that compliance piece. Yeah. Uh, but they're not doing that today because there isn't any other compliant coins. So right. you know that would be them integrating a bunch of new rules and new things into their platform. Yeah. So I think the decentralized exchange first is probably the way to go for us where I don't have to depend on them to do that. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell our audience where we can find you. Yeah, www.decryptofy.com. All right. We will have that and uh, the website and uh, some of your socials in our show notes. Appreciate and, that. Uh, Nick, anything else you want to tell our audience? No, just thank you for having me and uh, I look forward to meeting you in the digital space. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you here at Bitcoin Amsterdam. I'm Jason Rowlett. Thanks for staying in.